We're, we're going to teach on jealousy, and we're also going to do some ministry in the area of jealousy. Jealousy is uh, not always talked about, uh, but we want to uh, kind of unmask it and uh, talk about it a little bit. But we also want to do some ministry around the area of jealousy and close the doors to any kind of jealousy that could be coming down our family line through our ancestors or any attacks of jealousy that have happened to you in your life from either you being jealous over other people or other people being jealous over you. Both cases uh, release terrible things to you. And we want to close those doors and we want... Uh, we also want to do some deliverance too. Because sometimes when we get opened up to jealousy, then what happens is demonic spirits have legal rights then to oppress us. And nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. So, so we're going to do some kingdom work here today. I'm so excited. You guys are awesome. It's so great to be here. Tracy's even up and uh, she got in very late. And so we are, we are so blessed. So just in uh, the origins of jealousy, we want to talk about a little bit about the angelic rebellion, you know, the high treason that happened in, in heaven. And in Isaiah 14, uh, 12 through 14, this is what it said about Lucifer. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? This is the, a lot of arts in there. Uh, which did weak, weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. So we know we had trouble right there in River City. With a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for... No, it stands for pride. Oh, we got, we got trouble, trouble, trouble. Remember the music man? Oh, we got trouble. Well, there was trouble. There was trouble in heaven. <laughs> I think about it. And he said this in his heart. This is what Lucifer said in his heart. And we know that, you know, we're to guard our heart. We're to keep our heart. Proverbs 4 talks about keeping our heart. Uh, so, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit on the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high God. Trouble. So what did he want? He wanted God's place. That's a bad move, any way you cut it. And uh, I'm just going to teach a little bit here, and then Denise is going to come up and really uh, sow the word into your hearts. And, you know, most, uh, so we have satanic origins here in, in these verses of, of, we're talking about jealousy, but it started with pride too. Lucifer was jealous. He wanted what God had. And we know that Lucifer, when he fell to the earth, was cast to the earth, he had a name change. He became Satan. He became the God of this world. Ephesians 2.2 2 said, We all once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So we've all been sons and daughters of disobedience, but we needed to get saved. Thank God for Jesus. Amen? And now we are. And so the satanic origins of jealousy and pride there were, uh, started right there in heaven. Came right down into the earth and... and uh, uh, Satan then became the first orphan 
He wanted to be worshipped. He still wants to be worshipped. There's a whole bunch of Illuminati and all kinds of things that, you know, false cults and religions that point that way. But Jesus is Lord, you know. He's the one. He made the deal. So he can only, Lucifer can only, Satan can only pervert or counterfeit. So we're all created in God's image after his moral likeness. And God gave us the capacity to know truth. Capacity to know truth is major because we walk in truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life as the truth is found in Jesus. So, Exodus 25 says, You shall not bow down to them, the second commandment, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Now, how many were here when... Um, what was his name? Jake. Jake Hamilton was here when he was here at the Haas here. Remember, he, 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 he did the song. He started out and he, the set. and he, I wasn't here, but I've got it and I listen to it all the time. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, stay. I want to feel your power. And on and on. And then he said, you know, um, I want to sing a song about Jesus, how he loves us. I want to sing a song about the Father. Let's go there, you know, all that. Remember that? Those that were here? And then he starts singing, because God's a jealous God. He's a jealous, jealous, jealous God. He is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. He is a jealous, jealous. Come on, preacher, preach it. He is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. Come on, teacher, teach it. Well, our God is a jealous God. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And we are going to close doors to jealousy in any way that it's been in your life, and it's going to be very, very easily done. Amen? Amen? So, raise a hand up and say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. Amen. Amen. Denise. Of course, the jealousy... Oh, I need a microphone. Okay. <laughs> I can yell. <laughs> she can yell. <laughs> Yes, I can yell. Where's it? Um, the jealousy that God has towards us is that he wants us to himself. He doesn't want us to bow down to idols. That's what those scriptures are, are referring to. He wants us to himself. He has a passion, a deep passion for us. And we have a deep passion for him. And that's, that's the expression of a God kind of jealousy. So there is a jealousy that is good. I'm messing with your head a little bit here because we're, we're going to go after the roots of the bad stuff in our lives. Jealousy, um, if I could get the first slide up here. I've got some slides that might make it easier for you guys. Although, that's a, when I did this teaching um, in, the, in the spring, I had a screen that was as big as the stage. So those little slides looked really big and everybody could see them. But <laughs> yes, amen, <laughs> screen. <laughs> um, so let me just give you some definitions as we get into this. We are going to have fun today. I don't do anything unless I have fun. That's just what we do in life. And uh, we, um, you know, we activate people's joy centers. I was actually activating my own joy center this morning. Uh, and... Uh, um, you know, we taught last time we were here from trauma to joy, the testimony of what God brought us through and how he brought us into joy. And then when we were at the conference, I was talking about, um, we had a prophetic word that God was going to download a doctrine of joy to us. 
I'm like, of course, my ears perked up. It's like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means yet, but when we come back and he gives it to us, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to y'all too. Mom. Yay, whatever that is. <laughs> so our daughter Joy, she came after the trauma that we had in our lives, and she's just always a reminder to us of God's joy. And that's part of his kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so that's where we live our life. That is where we live our life. We are righteous. We're 100% complete in God. We've been chosen for greatness. We have joy unspeakable, full of glory. We drink from the water of salvation, the joy from the water of salvation. It's part of who we are. We have peace that passes our understanding. And we have the Holy Ghost. So what, what more could we want, right? Well, we want to get rid of some of this stuff that's been harassing us. Jealousy comes two ways. Jealousy comes when we're jealous of others, but the kicker for me was jealousy came when other people were jealous of me. And I didn't realize that if someone else was jealous of me, that there was something that was released in the spirit realm that was affecting me. And that's why we really wanted to teach it today is because some of y'all have had, over the years, you may have had siblings that were jealous of you. You may have had people at your jobs that were jealous of you. Uh, you may have had girlfriends or guy friends that were jealous of you. Uh, you may... Uh, there's lots of what, things that could be coming towards you as far as jealousy, and there's some things that get released when that's, when that's coming towards you. So we're going to talk about those today, and then we're going to break the power of those things in your life. Was that good news? That's good news. So jealousy, it's a painful desire for another's advantages or possessions. We see this in, in families where maybe the parents did not, do not have what their grown kids have. Um, of course, the grown kids have probably gone out and gotten to debt to get what they have, but, but they don't have the possessions or the nice things that the kids have, although as a parent, you want our, your children to have better and more than what you have. You know, you want them to ex ex exceed what God has given to you, but sometimes there's jealousy coming down the family line that deep in, our, in their heart of some people, I'm jealous of that, my child, I'm jealous of what they have, I'm just throwing out ideas and things so that you can think about this as we go through the teaching. Jealousy also includes being careful or fearful of being displaced, uh, being apprehensive of losing some affection, position, or place. And this really, that jealousy really operates out of an orphan heart because the orphan does not know who they are, so they're always looking to someone else to get from someone else what they can give them to make them feel like they have some sort of worth and value. Um, and I'll tie this all together as we go. Envy, though similar, it's wider in scope than jealousy, and it may also combine with discontentment, resentment, and or bitterness. So once jealousy starts and then we begin to get envious, then we start seeing bitterness. And some of this stuff is so generational, it's coming down the family line. When we, my mom was born and raised in Hawaii. I was born in Hawaii, and we've done a lot of ministry in Hawaii. But in the, on the culture of the island there is a lot, a lot of jealousy. A lot of jealousy and a lot of envy. You know, everybody wanting what the other person has. They want their place. They want their husband. They want their children. It, it, it's all coming down the generational lines, and they don't think anything about it. Oh, I'll give my child to you. 
I can't even imagine giving my child to someone else, but many cultures will give their child to a, a, another person in their family. Yeah because of how their culture has worked in their lives. So we see that um, we can see resentment, we can see bitterness, unforgiveness, a spirit of unforgiveness coming down the family line. Even though you don't want to be unforgiving, there's pressure on you, iniquity putting pressure on you to have those feelings of unforgiveness. And you think, oh, I thought I forgave that person. And here you go again. Covetousness expressed the desire for something a person has no right to. It belongs to someone else. So when we get covet, when we covet things, then, then that's what happens. Next slide, please. And this, we see this beginning in Genesis 4.11. This is Cain and Abel, and this is the scripture reference, and it says, Now you are, un this is God speaking uh, to uh, Cain, uh, Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. So we see that when jealousy is in operation, we see a curse that gets released. And this curse in particular was a curse of murder. We can murder people physically. We can murder people with our mouths when we're jealous of them. Jealousy always promotes death. And we'll get to that as we go on. So this is one, I'm just going to go through a bunch of scriptures really quickly for you. Uh, Exodus 20, 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Now we don't have oxes and donkeys and servants, but we could always covet something that someone else has. God is saying, these, the, the, these, this is part of the whole Ten Commandments. So he's saying... This is not something that he wants us to do. And then we see um, the next scripture. We see uh, Saul getting jealous of David. Um, Saul was very angry. This refrain galled him. This is when they were telling, talk, they were chanting, singing out that, G, that David had killed 10,000, but Saul had only killed 1,000. And so he said, what more can he get but the kingdom? And who put him in that place? Who put Saul in that place to start with? God did. The prophet did. God put him in that place, but somehow he took that place as it was his position. It belonged to him. And so now he was jealous that someone else might come and take that place. When we hold those things that God gives us as in that way, then sometimes we will be affected by jealousy because everything that God gives us, it's his. And he's, he's called us to steward over it. If he's called us to a ministry office, he's called us to steward over that. He's called us to train and equip so that people can grow up and mature and be who they are in Christ. You know, so, so we don't want to get into this place where we get into comparison. A lot of people in businesses especially in businesses, you see a lot of coveting, a lot of comparing, a lot of competition going on. And it tries to come into the church. And so we cannot get in a place where we're, where we're jealous of someone else, we're competing for some place, we're comparing ourselves. Those are all the things that the enemy tries to do to get us into this place of jealousy. And from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. <laughs> My jealous eye. <laughs> or as, as uh, Becca calls it, my baby face eye or something like that. I don't know what she, something like that. 
All right. Numbers 5.14 says, If the spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife, who has defiled herself, or if the spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife, though she has not defiled herself. So this goes on, and it's talking about the consequences of the spirit of jealousy. So there actually is a spirit of jealousy that does get released, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm just going to lay some foundations first. Proverbs 6.34, for jealousy arouses a husband's fury, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. So we see that a lot of times jealousy is, you'll see anger, you'll see fury, you'll see uh, rage. Um, there's, there's things that accompany jealousy. Um, Proverbs 27, 4 says, Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. Whoops, wrong slide. And who can stand before jealousy? So we see that anger and fury, again, cruelness, feeling overwhelmed. And sometimes we don't even know that jealousy is coming towards us and we can feel these things. We can feel irritated, we can feel angry, we can, we can feel these things, but we don't know what's going on. And a lot of times, we are being a target for that spirit of jealousy. In 1 Corinthians 3.3, 3, it says, For you are still fleshly, for since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly, and are you not walking like mere men? So we know as we go on through these scriptures that jealousy is a work of the flesh. Envy is a work of the flesh. And so we, we can, I can walk in the flesh at different times. I mean, I don't want to walk in the flesh. I want to walk by the Spirit. But there are times when my flesh wants to have its own way. The flesh is a lawbreaker by nature, and it wants to play, let's make a deal. Door number one, door number two, door number three. Yeah, all, and, all, and just to get us enslaved to the flesh. So Titus 3.3, 3, For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, uh, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our lives in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. This is, this is really talking about our old self. But again, uh, we can see that we can step into those things. Uh, Romans 1, 25 through 32. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. Am I convincing you that you don't want any of this? <laughs> James three fourteen through sixteen, this is the wisdom of the world. Uh, but we, but if you have bitter, if you have bitter jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, selfish ambitions in your heart, do not pride yourself on it, and thus do not be in defiance of and false to the truth. This superficial wisdom, not such as comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, animal, even devilish, demonical. For wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, which, which breeds rivalry and selfish ambition, there is also will be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. Now, one of the things that God does with me is that when I see that scripture like that, and I'm, I'm jealous, envy, contention, rivalry, selfish ambition, unrest, disharmony, rebellion. I start to think, okay, is any of that happening in here? If that's happening in here, what is causing that to happen in here? And usually it's something, some door that I've opened up for the enemy to oppress me. And so this is, in, this is talking about uh, the wisdom of this world and jealousy and envy. Oh, 
Matthew 27:18. For he, Pilate, knew it was out of envy that they handed Jesus over to him. So Jesus experienced jealousy and envy also. And it brought death. It brought his death, even though he had it planned. First uh, Peter 2, 1, Put aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babes long for the milk of the word. So again, we're being admonished. We need to put aside these things. Galatians five nineteen through 21, These are the works of the flesh. Now the actions of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, rivalry, jealousy, outbursts of angers, quarrels, conflict, conflicts, fashions, envy, murder, drunkenness, wild partying, and things like that. I'm telling you now, as I told you in the past, that people who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I'm a good news girl, but this, is, this, this, this needs to be preached. I took some time years ago, and I studied what each and every one of those words meant about the flesh. And I was shocked, because I thought they meant something different. And it really, really helped me then to say, flesh, you are not going to win. Holy Spirit, my spirit lines up with you. My soul lines up with my spirit. And my, my soul lines up, um, no, my spirit lines up with my soul, and my soul lines up with my flesh. And my flesh is under all of that. And it will not raise up. And if it does, I will see it and know it and put it back in its place. <laughs> so next slide. So jealousy attacks, jealousy is Satan's backdoor to us against each other. This is really what it's all about. It's to kill relationships, it's to kill community. Here's some things that happen, the limitations. The next slide, the limitations that happen. How did that happen? Oh, there it comes. Well, we're missing part of the limitations, but I'll go over them. Um, so, these are the things that jealousy limits us in. It limits us in health. Um, a lot of times when jealousy is coming towards us, there will be some sort of health-related uh, sickness or uh, something that will be released uh, onto us. I'll give you an example. Uh, Gary, when Gary and I were pastoring, um, it was a Sunday morning and Gary got up to get out of bed. And he couldn't get out of bed because his back just went out. He never had back problems or anything like that. So um, I went on to church and uh, there, one of the ladies that was there was a lady that um, was also um, a healing house RTF minister. And she was from out of town, and she came up to me and she said, Denny's, I had a vision of Gary. Because I told him, she said, where is he? And I told her, he's not here. He said, I had a vision of Gary, and what I saw was two spears stuck in his back. And two of his armor bearers had stuck those spears in his back. And so, uh, so I went home after church and asked the Lord, how did he want me to remove those spears? Now, this is the fiery darts that Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. So the wicked one had released fiery darts through probably people's mouths and the things they were saying. 
They probably didn't like some of the things that Gary was doing. If you're in a place of a leadership, this is something that you're going to, this is something that's always going to happen. If it's business, ministry, whatever, people will be continually, they could speak things about you that would create this issue. So for him, we prayed. We asked God how to take the darts out, we pu or the spears out. We pulled the spears out, prayed, and his back got better and better and better. Also, we see people that have, um, um, with the jealousy that gets released, a spirit of death gets released with it. Or there could be even a spirit of death coming down the family line because jealousy always promotes death. So this is not good. <laughs> this is not fun. We don't want it. Uh, jealousy also uh, Im uh, imposes limitations on our finances. Uh, because uh, and it causes us to be limited in the kingdom and the expansion that God wants to make and it also causes lack because there's curses that are being spoken there's things that are being released and when we're jealous of each other then we're in competition and trying to perform and trying to outdo the other one and comparing ourselves with everyone else and Paul told us not to compare ourselves with one another that is not what he wants us to do he wants us to receive our inheritance and receive our sonship and receive who we are so we can be content with who he's created us to be uh, another thing that jealousy release, releases is unbelief because we begin to limit God, we begin to become passive. When jealousy is being released towards us, or when we're jealous of others, we'll just become passive. Because after all, that, I want what that person has. I want that ministry that that person has. I want, I want a minister like Tracy. Now, there is, there is a, um, we can, we can want to be like someone. I'm not talking about that, but this is when we want what they have. There's emotion that's involved in jealousy. We want what they have. We want to take what they have. We want to rob from them. We want to steal from them so that we can have what we want to have. Because we're not content. We don't know who we are. We're not content with who God's created us to be. So when the jealousy is there, we'll limit God, we'll become passive, and we'll become double-minded. So that we can't even know who we are because we're so busy wanting what everyone else has. Uh, it also promotes betrayals. When jealousy is going on, when there's a spirit of jealousy that's been released in a, a, a specific business or a specific family or even a specific church, it will cause uh, betrayals in relationships, it'll cause betrayal with uh, leaders, and it'll cause death. Now, just a couple of testimonies. Um, the unbelief stronghold was a big stronghold in Gary's life. The first time we ever went through any ministry, that was what the Lord highlighted for him. And uh, he was limiting God. He was passive. He was double-minded about the call of God in his life. And, um, and we had tremendous jealousy coming towards us. We were the young couple in the church. We were the, you know, the ones that, that um, were like the flavor of the month understand what that means the person who's always getting asked to be up front and so everybody's looking at us and 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 we began to experiencing je a jealousy coming from other people and that really kept I, I really felt like it really kept Gary in a box uh, because of the jealousy that was coming towards us he could not break that 
that stronghold of unbelief and that passivity to really step into what God had called him to be and do. So also in the betrayal, um, a young girl came to our church and she was, she was 18 and pregnant, no mom. Or she had a mom, I think, but estranged, uh, no dad. And I began to minister to her and ministered to her for many, 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 many years. And she became my secretary at the church. And one day, um, she, uh, I, I, the, uh, our, our apostle called me in to the office and he she began to pour out all this accusation about me to the apostle. And I was in shock because this was my daughter. This was my spiritual daughter who I had raised. She was probably in her late 30s by this time. So for 20 years, I'd had this relationship with her. And she was, what, what, what she wanted was my place. She wanted my place with our senior leader. She wanted my place in ministry. And because she wanted my place, she was standing before, and this is where we get into the religion and the accuser of the brethren. This is how jealousy will work. The accuser of the brethren will start operating and will, be, will begin to accuse leaders, will begin to accuse our bosses, will begin to accuse our husband, our wife, our sister, our brother, whoever. We start accusing everyone, and that's always part of a spirit of religion. So, we don't think we could be religious, but we might be religious if jealousy is operating. <laughs> so this all started, next slide, this all started in the garden. When Adam and Eve abandoned God, when they abandoned God in the garden, then God was forced to abandon them. Uh, he sent them out of the garden. Of course, he put those angels there so that they would never be able to get back into the garden, only because of love. Because he did not want them to eat of the tree of life. Because if they ate of the tree of life, they would be forever sealed in that fallen state. And he already had made a decision, like Matthew talked about a couple Thursday nights ago. He already, they had already had a, a, a meeting. God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost had a meeting together. And they planned out everything from the beginning. Because they planned it out for you and I. Jesus, the God decreed, Jesus agreed, and the Holy Spirit took the notes of the meeting. So it's all written down, and everybody's, those three are in agreement. So there's no way that can change. So this is what happens when we get into the place where we abandon God. Can I have the next slide, please? There are certain lies that we then begin to believe. We believe the lie that I'm all alone in the world. Now this promotes jealousy. When I feel like I'm all alone in the world, I want what somebody else has. No one is there for me. I have to take care of myself. So I can't do it on my own, so I'm going to take from somebody else. I'm going to get what I can from somebody else so that I can do it. Now we want to be able to, as leaders, we want to be able to impart into people and give whatever God's given to us into them. But we, it can't be taken from us. We have to give it. And we have to re be able to receive it. The next lies, these are, these are, this is what is the basis for jealousy. It's the shame, fear, control, basic lies. I'm different. What if others find out? I must keep the shame hidden. So we see these are the lies that go along with the orphan. And I'm building here. So next slide. So the results of this shame, fear, control orphan uh, is that they have no place and they have no identity of their own. And because of that, jealousy comes in. And then everyone has something, but I don't. 
and I want what they have. So the enemy is very subtle about this. He just doesn't come to you and say, oh, you want, yeah, take what they have. No, no, he builds on this. He builds through shame, uh, lying to us about ourselves, fearing that we're not going to have, and then con trying to control situations by manipulating and whatever else. Next slide. So the shame, fear, control orphan becomes the launching pad for jealousy. So we're not teaching on shame, fear, control, or the orphan, but you're going to see how this all works together, just as an overview. Next slide. So likewise, unknowingly, other shame, fear, control orphans become the target of jealousy. So we talked about the two jealousies. Next slide. So here in this slide here, um, we want to take a look at how this all works. You can't see it, I'm sorry, but let's just take I'll, I'll, the very bottom of that. This is a progression of how this all fits together. The very bottom of that is abandonment and rebellion. What happens in our life, at some point we feel abandoned by the people that should have loved us, should have taken care of us. And then we enter into rebellion by making a decision that we're going to come out from underneath their authority and we're going to do things our way. Now, we, did, we normally do that... Um, uh, in our early years, maybe we were in a situation where our parents didn't protect us. So we made a decision that we were going to protect ourselves. And so then we, that was the feeling abandoned by being unprotected and then I'm going to take care of myself is the rebellion. That's the independence, that's all that kind of thing. Does this make sense? So, and it happened, it started in the garden when man rebelled against God uh, and then, uh, and, and, and then, uh, then God had to abandon man because of what they had done. Um, and then we move from that place into the orphan lifestyle where we feel like we have no identity or place. That's why it's so important these schools that you have here are wonderful tools to help you discover your identity. And that's, if you don't have an, your identity, then you can't build anything else. Your identity has to be in Christ, and you have to understand that in order to build uh, on, on the foundation that God has laid in your life. So at this point, the orphan begins to live a lifestyle of having a lack of identity in place and starts looking for it in all these other places. And then they enter into shame, fear, and control. Shame says, you have no identity in place. Fear says... What if others discover that I have no identity or place? Or what if somebody else wants my place and I'm afraid that I might lose my place? This is a big one for the body of Christ. Because once we get into the groove, once we get into knowing what we're doing, what God's created for us to do, you know, there are so many things that God has out in front of us that we don't see yet. So we become... I can speak from experience, very protective around what we have now. Because this is what God has given us. It makes sense. This is what God has given us. I'm going to take care of it. But we can become so protective around it that we're afraid, we get fearful that we'll lose our place. We'll lose our identity. And then we begin to control. <laughs> and we can control many ways, but we will control basically to keep our identity in our place and not let anyone else have it. And then once that happens, when we're in that situation where we're, we're, uh, we're afraid of losing our identity, then we begin to look outward and we begin to get jealous of others. I know this is a lot for you to take in, but...
So, I have had, uh, being in leadership, um, I've had lots of attacks of jealousy coming towards me. Uh, I've had people prophesy over me and see a person um, releasing curses over me through their mouth uh, with uh, jealousy coming and fiery darts being released and um, um, all kinds of things like that. Um, how, how many of you feel like you have been a target of jealousy? So that's about half of you. How many of you would be honest and say, I've had feelings of jealousy towards others? Good. So that looks like we're about half and half, and some of you rose your, ra uh, raised your hand twice. So uh, that's good, because we're going to do some ministry. So my husband's going to come up. And what I want you to do while he comes up here is I want, you to think, I want you to think about this, and maybe even if you have a chance, write down, who am I jealous of, and who do I think is jealous of me? So we're going to start into ministry. We don't ever want to teach without activating into ministering and releasing the power of God into your life for freedom. It wouldn't do me any good to stand up here and tell you all these scriptures about jealousy and make you feel like, yeah, I do have jealousy and do nothing about it. And say goodbye, go home. You can go home with your jealousy. No, we are going, we are going to commit. We're going to take care of jealousy. We're going to get rid of jealousy. Uh, and uh, we're going to forgive those who uh, we have had. Uh, we're going to ask for forgiveness for having jealousy towards others. So Gary's going to come up and do the ministry part. I don't need that. I don't need that either. So with uh, the area of jealousy, with uh, the next slide, please. You know, we want to forgive. You ever, whistle, you ever whistle and hum at the same time? That's a, it's my interpretation of a flying saucer taking off. You ready? I'm jealous. You're jealous. That could be a rap. That could be a rapture too, or it could be a could be a rap. But I don't rap, so. So, in going through the um, teachings there, you, you might have thought of people that have been jealous of you, or who, who you've been je jealous over. And we're not going to, you know, call you out, because it's, you know, God is so good. You know, he's just, I, I'm so thankful for a spirit of faith, you know, so that we can just believe God, go through some simple process here, and uh, renounce some, some open doors of jealousy, because uh, these things tend to be ancestral. And it's, it's iniquity, a pressure to enter into the same sin. It was very easy for Denny's to enter into bitterness because of the Hawaiian culture, the bitterness that had been coming down through the Portuguese. But it really is pretty, pretty standard for most families. You know, when we were siblings, when we were growing up in our family, you know, my older brother beat me up and I beat up my younger brother, you know, and that's just the way it worked. But there's just those things of the flesh that, yeah, I'm not talking about Luke and... Uh, but there's things in the flesh that happens in our family of origin, you know, that, that, that open these doors up, you know, and then we come to know the Lord, we love the Lord, and we think these doors are closed, but sometimes they're not. So the first thing we're going to do is we're just going to read a prayer together, and uh, I think it's on there if it's, 
if it's um, why don't I just um, I'll lead you in it because it's probably a little hard to to see that so just repeat after me I choose to forgive myself, I choose to forgive myself for, jealousy of others. for jealousy of others I come to you Lord through the shed blood of Jesus and his finished work on the cross and I ask you to forgive me for my sin of jealousy of others Holy Spirit I thank you for working forgiveness in into my life. For healing me and cleansing me from all unrighteousness. I repent for my sin of jealousy. Father, I ask you to forgive me. Because you have forgiven me, I choose to forgive myself for all the ways that I have hurt others out of my own hurts and the ways that I have hurt myself. I choose to forgive and release myself from all accusations, the judgments, hatred, and slander that I've made against myself. I choose to accept and love myself just as I am. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So, next slide, please. So here we have, uh, let's go to 21, the next slide, and then we'll come back to this one. So this is what happens when others, when you are jealous of others. We have abandonment. We have uh, ignorance of our identity. Denny's talked about all these things. Comparison, competition, anger, resentment, bitterness, gossip, slander, murder, insecurity, fearful of loss of position, fearful of loss of place, mistrust, striving, performance, and death. You know, most of the time we think of jealousy and, and we think of comparison, things like that. And, you know, and it's not good uh, in the body of Christ to compare one another. Scripture says don't compare yourself to one another. Um, that's hard to do sometimes because people are so gifted. You know, I know at, at the Bethel School, they, they really concentrate on calling a lot. I mean, instead of instead of so much gifting, so whatever you're called to, and then wherever you're at right now, that's why the school is so important to get people, you know, to to know that you know they're really great with where they're at, you know, and then they're called in a certain way, and then you breathe into that, and they become, you know, what God has always desired for you to become. And when we focus too much on gifting, then we 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 can compare. And then if we compare, we can really become jealous of, you know, and, and we've all fallen to it. So it's real easy to um, close the door to uh, um, jealousy. And what we're going to do is I'm going to lead you in the area of the sins of the fathers and the resulting curses in a, in a confessional. And what this prayer does is closes the door to the ancestral sin and pressure that would be trying to come down into your life. And, uh, and, and it's, real, it's real simple to do that because sin brings a curse. You know, you know even God said to um, Adam, you know, you, sh you will die. You know, if you sin, you, 
you know, you'll be, there'll be a curse and you'll die. So <clears throat> we don't want to die. So we know that uh, sin comes out of our life by the way of our mouth. So we could very easily just confess jealousy out of our mouth. But we're going to close the door first to the ancestral sin and curses. And uh, the next slide has got that prayer. And I'm going to lead you all in it too. <clears throat> and this is where we, we do identificational repentance with our ancestors, our parents. And, um, and we just say, okay, right now I'm going to, by faith, because the spirit of faith is here, we're going to step back and we're going to say, I confess the sin of my ancestors, my parents, and my own sin of jealousy. And then we're going to take you all through the prayer. And not only are we stepping back in time in doing that, we're doing that through identification um, with that sin. And we're doing it by the spirit of faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that we can do this because it's what Jesus has already accomplished that allows us to do this. And then further on, we're going to also uh, talk about um, breaking these powers from my lives and from the lives of my descendants. How many of you know you cannot break this out of your des descendants' lives? But Jesus can. So we're kind of going into the future. So we're going back in time, back to, and we're going back to the future. <clears throat> Not to confuse you, but... Now, you don't have to pray this, but I'm just going to lead us all in, in it, and it's this, this prayer here. And then we're going to close the door to, the, to those things that we just went over with the... Uh, when you're jealous of others. So just repeat after me. I confess the sins of my ancestors... You can do this with your eyes open or closed. My parents, my parents and my own sin, my own sin of, jealousy of, others. of jealousy of others. I choose to forgive and release my ancestors as well as all others who have influenced me for these sins and curses and the consequences in my life. And then if you know who that is specifically, you can just say mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever. But this includes them. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, for these sins, for yielding to them and to the curses. I receive your forgiveness. Everything we do, we do by faith. So we receive it by faith. On the basis of your forgiveness, Lord, I choose to forgive myself for entering into these sins of jealousy. I renounce the sins and curses of jealousy, including abandonment, Ignorance of my identity. Ignorance of my identity. Comparison. Comparison. Competition. Competition. Anger. Anger. Resentment. Resentment. Bitterness. Bitterness. Gossip. Gossip. Slander. Slander. Murder. Murder. Insecurity. Insecurity. Fear of loss of position. Fear of loss of position. Fear of loss of place. Mistrust, Mistrust, striving, striving performance, performance, and death. And death. I, renounce the sins and curses I renounce the sins and curses of jealousy coming 
of jealousy. jealousy of others. I break these powers from my life and from the lives of my descendants through the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. I receive God's freedom from these sins and from the resulting curses. And I receive what would you want to receive instead of these things? That belonging, security, life, life, identity, purpose. Freedom. Thank you, Lord. Okay, and we're going to do the prayer again, and we're going to, we're going to, um, when, when you're the focus of jealousy, all those open doors that come come into your life. So I confess the sins of my ancestors, my parents, and my own sin of being the focus of jealousy, including illness, sickness, financial loss, stuckness, victim, accidents, loss, disorder, confusion, broken relationships, betrayal, fear, disorientation, slander, hate, Murder, Murder. Opportunity, loss. opportunity loss, death of plans and vision, death of plans and vision. Unbelief. unbelief, spiritual numbness, religion, and the occult. And I choose to forgive and release my ancestors, as well as all others, who have influenced me for these sins and curses and for the consequences in my life. So I forgive everyone. Amen. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, for these sins, for yielding to them and to the curses. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your On the basis of your forgiveness, Lord, I choose to forgive myself for entering into these sins. I renounce the sins and curses of being a focus of jealousy. I break these powers from my life and from the lives of my descendants through the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. I receive God's freedom from these sins and the resulting curses. And I receive... What do you want to receive instead of being, being the focus of jealousy? Healing... Once again, life, finances, finances wealth. 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 Yeah, wealth. wealth, plans, visions, inheritance. <laughs> Platinum record. Yeah. Platinum record, yeah. <laughs> New car. 
Clarity and truth. Clarity and truth. Revelation. Discernment. Wisdom. Discernment. Wisdom. Yes. Humility. Humility. God just wants to get us so much more than we realize sometimes. And it's very easy to break these ancestral sins and curses out of our life. Sin only comes out by the way of the mouth. We confess sin out and we confess righteousness in. So it's very important to receive from the Lord. Most orphans don't receive from the Lord. So we're not orphans. We're sons and daughters of the Most High. So we receive. We can receive in place of these curses. But when we, when we um, haven't renounced the sins and curses of these things, uh, it can lead to demonic oppression. The most common way for a believer to be oppressed by the devil are the sins of the flesh. So jealousy is a sin of the flesh, and so we've all fallen to that at times. We've all uh, sinned in the flesh, so it's easy to repent. You know, repent means change the way you think, redirect your life, and... Uh, Ask the Lord to forgive you. You know, forgive yourself. All this, we just, you just not only forgave your ancestors, you forgave yourself too. And so we can still be oppressed by the demonic, even though we've said this prayer here. So what we want to lead you to is some deliverance. A deliverance is very easy to do. Uh, demons are invisible spiritual entities with minds, wills, and emotion of their own. They're out to do Satan's bidding, to torment the people of God. They want to keep you restricted. They want to keep you from growing up in your faith. They want to keep you out of your inheritance. They want to keep you out of your destiny. But they can't. And the Bible says, give no place, no space to the devil. So we have a total authority. We always have as believers. But we need to use our authority. We need to use the dominion that God has given us and to command any demonic oppression uh, to leave us, especially in these areas where we just close the doors. And it's very easy to do because you just speak it with your mouth and you tell them to go. And so I'm going to lead you in deliverance, but it's just one area of ministry. Now, if you've got wrong thinking that, you know, like those ungodly beliefs that Dennis was talking about, then you need to challenge your thinking and line it up with the Word of God. Or if you've been hurt, really severely hurt by jealousy and being a focus of jealousy, then you may need to also pour out your heart to the Lord because Jesus is the one that heals our hurts. But he is the one that gives us authority so that we can do deliverance and take authority over the enemy. So I'd like to lead you in that as we um, get closer to finishing up. And so we'll use the same list that we used in the area of the sins of the fathers and the curses, but now... We're going to call them a demonic stronghold, and we're going to call them as such. They're just words, but words are a medium of manifestation. God uses words. The devil uses words. But we mean business with God, and with the, with the spirit of faith here today, the sky's the limit, which is nice, because that's how God is. Nobody throws a party like God. And, you know, that's a big party to take authority over things. And when you've closed the door, see, you've, you've done legally what you need to do. The devil's a legalist. And now we're going to do, uh, once again, legally what we do as believers, and that's to take authority over the works of the enemy. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him, and God is with us. And he came to destroy the works of the devil. And that's what we do too. Amen? Yeah. So we're going to agree for one another. We're going to go through the list again. And I think there's a slide for that for those that are close enough. Um, yeah. So 
I'll lead you in that and we'll, um, we'll do um, when we're jealous of others first. So in the name of Jesus, I renounce and break all agreements with the demonic stronghold of being jealous of others, including all associated demons of abandonment, ignorance of our identity, comparison, competition, anger, resentment, bitterness, gossip, slander, murder, insecurity, fear of loss of position, fear of loss of place, mistrust, striving, performance, and death. I take, authority I take authority over the demonic stronghold, the demonic stronghold of, being jealous of, others. of being jealous of others. And I command you, I command you <coughs> to, leave me now, to leave me now based on the finished work of Christ on the cross and my authority as a believer. So in the name of Jesus, every demon of jealousy Go. So just tell them to go. And I'm going to work this list right up from the bottom. Death, go. Death, you're not welcome here. Leave. We say wrong house, death. Get out. Death, get out. Striving, go. Get out. No, no place. Performance, go. You don't want any of these things, so, you know, performance, hit the road. Yeah. Mistrust, go. Go. Fear of loss of position. Out. Fear of loss of place. Go. Insecurity. Go. All insecurity. Gossip. Go. Slander. Go. Murder. Out. Go in Jesus' name. It's important to tell them to go. Bitterness, go. You say wrong house bitterness. I just take the axe to the root coming down our family lines right now. We just cut off by faith right now all bitterness, all unforgiveness, all bitterness. We say go in Jesus' name. Anger, go. Resentment, go. All comparison, go. Competition, out. Ignorance of our identity. In the name of Jesus, go. Yes. Abandonment. We're not abandoned. Abandonment, go. Abandonment, rejection, go, go, go. Leave, leave my brothers, leave my sisters. All of being a focus of jealousy, get out. Or jealous of others, jealous of others, get out. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, by the power of the risen Savior. Thank you, Lord. You know, all sin promises to serve you and please you, but all it does is enslaves you and dominates you. It takes you further than you want to go, costs you more than you want to pay, keeps you longer than you want to stay. The devil's crazy, and all sin is a form of insanity. All right, Joy? Right. <laughs> sin brings the curse. It makes this stuff hang on longer and longer. Yeah, let's get rid of it. All right, let's do um, being the focus of jealousy. Deliverance. In the name of Jesus, I renounce and break all agreements with the demonic stronghold of being the focus of jealousy 
including all associated demons, including all associated demons of illness, of illness sickness, sickness, financial loss, financial loss stuckness, stuckness, victim, victim accidents, accidents, loss, loss disorder, disorder, confusion, confusion broken, relationships, broken relationships, betrayal, betrayal fear, fear, disorientation, disorientation slander, slander, hate, hate murder, murder, opportunity loss, opportunity loss death, of plans, death of plans, death of vision, death of vision unbelief, unbelief, spiritual numbness, spiritual Religion, religion and the occult. And the occult. I, take I take authority over the demonic stronghold, the demonic stronghold of, being the focus of, jealousy. of being the focus of jealousy. And I command you to leave me now, you to leave me now based on the finished work of Christ on the cross and my authority as a believer. Okay, focus the jealousy. Every demon that's been called out, line up and go. Get out in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. Illness, go. Sickness, wrong house. We took communion today. Sickness, get out in Jesus' name. Financial loss, go. Stuckness, go. Victim, victimization, get out. All victimization. Accident, go. Loss, out in Jesus' name. All disorder and confusion. Leave in Jesus' name. Broken relationships. We say wrong house, devil. Every broken relationship, every demon that would break relationships. Betrayal, go. Out. Fear, go. Disorientation. Being disoriented, get out. We say wrong house. Slander. Hatred, go. Evil speaking, yeah. Get out. Murder. Yes. Uh, opportunity loss, go. All opportunity loss. Death of plans and vision. All accuser of the brethren. Accusation, go. Accusing, go. Accusing, accuser of the brethren, go. Death of plans, go. Death of vision, out, out. In the name of Jesus, all unbelief. Thank you, Jesus, for that spirit of faith. Unbelief, you got to go. Spiritual numbness. Out, out, in Jesus' name. Religion, go. All religion. Yeah. And an occult, out. Occult. There's a whole side of religion that's occult, you know, so. So we say, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Now, by faith, Lord, we receive everything you have for us, Lord. We say the blood of Jesus covers us right now. We command every demon that's been cast out to go to the feet of Jesus. Go to where Jesus directs you to go right now. Go to the feet of Jesus. Go, go. And we just thank you, Father, for um, binding every demon that would remain right now. And that they can only leave at the appointed time. They can do nothing else but leave in Jesus' name. So we thank you, Lord. We gag every demon that's been talking and yapping that unbelief with the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for the glorious liberty that you have for your sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for a fresh and filling of your love, your power. So in closing right now, 
Uh, we want to uh, build a hedge of protection. I think we have that slide. <coughs> and what we want to do is we want to um, take some time to minister to one another. So we'll have guys minister to guys and ladies minister to the ladies. And to build a hedge of protection from jealousy, the way to do that is to honor uh, one another. So in honoring one another, we build up, you know, the kingdom. That's the way the kingdom operates. So we don't want to tear people down. You know, we want to honor them. So we can confirm their true identity.